0: Good afternoon, friends of Lost in the Political Woods. It's Kevin Innes today. Your screens and your audio is not messed up. There really is just me today. Sometimes your buddy needs a week off, so the other buddy has to step up and be there for his other buddy. So, for this episode and the next episode, it's just me. Um, I'm doing this in honor of David. Um, he's going through some stuff. He will be back, of course, um, but for the next two weeks, it's just me. And I wanted to really pull the curtain back this week and talk about disability and politics and my friendship with David. So get ready for another wild episode of Loss in the Political Woods. The following is a part of UT Productions. All the way to reserved by Cure Nunez and his colleagues. All opinions expressed are strictly their own. Podcast Lost in the po- Lost in the Political Woods. Your one-stop shop for politics and laughs, all in the same place. And now let's give a warm. Welcome to my podcast partner, Kevin Nunez. Thank you, David. Are you tired of the same political rhetoric? Are you tired of the red guys versus the blue guys? One newscast versus the other newscast? Well, so are we. In this podcast, we put with your own personal reaction, with a fun, comical fix. Get ready, enjoy the show, episodes, for once a week on two days. So today, um, like I said, excuse me, um, I wanted to talk about, before I get to the main topic, about how I met David Champion and why we started this podcast together. Um... Believe it or not, this is our third uh, attempt at a project together. We've been friends for many years, um, <coughs> since literally 1993. And um, he is my best friend, um, of course. Um, he wasn't always, as children, are children. We don't always realize what a good friend is until after we grew up. Um, essentially we were the only two kids in Rotary's that did not uh, attend special ed. We were in regular education classes. Ergo we became friends by kind of default. Although David was a nerd and I always thought of myself as a cool kid, even though of course I wasn't a cool kid. Um. So there was always like a little bit of a disconnect uh, on my end, not David's end, but on my end, of I don't want to hang out with the nerdy wheelchair kid, um, because I wanted to separate myself from my own disability, which is, of course, impossible, but going through that early adolescence, um, you know, angst, as we all do, you realize that um, you can't hide uh, who you are. Um, In my case, the disability is a part of me and I cannot hide it. So ironically, David, the last person I wanted to talk to growing up was the one that helped me realize it. That is why uh, David uh, will always be one of my, well he is mine, but he will always be one of my best friends, regardless, because he helped me see part of myself that I didn't want to see. Um, like David wrote in his post a while back, um, he did a blog post about two weeks ago. From his point of view about why we started this podcast. David and I grew up in a time where you could have a conversation with somebody about politics and not be, be, and not be accused of racism or bigotry or a left-wing or a liberal. You could have a conversation with your aunt and uncle at a dinner table and still remember that you love them at the same dinner table and be respectful we've lost that in you know, modern American culture so David and I made an effort to bring back that uh, family political discussion because politics are everywhere and we can't escape them David and I, because we didn't always have a lot in common to begin with, we started um, eating lunch together, because honestly no one else wanted to sit with us. Um, We began talking about politics, because that's what we had in common. We both had a love for the political system. When I grew up... um, I was a staunch liberal, and David is a, was a staunch Republican. He was. Um, obviously, as you grow up, your ideals change. Um, I don't remember, I don't even know a single person that stayed with the same political views from like 15 to 65 as you age, uh, your political views change based on a lot of things. Your you know, demographics, uh, your you know, area the area in which you live, the people who, who influence you, um, you know, so your your political views change and um that's how we started conversating. And we thought it was a good idea to bring people in to our discussions because, honestly, I want people to go back and just talk to each other. We live in a world where people don't talk to each other at all, at all anymore, and um, and me and they want to encourage healthy, healthy discourse this is hopefully a revamped lunchroom discussion um, obviously we're 35 and I are no longer teenagers but we wanted to bring that old spark back and since David and I can't really just go out for a beer after work because he lives states away we also wanted to do this just to hang out so we figured while we're hanging out why not invite people to hang out with us and hopefully uh, you guys enjoy the ride with us Um, please leave your comments all the way let me get to today's topic really quickly Um, disability and the cost of disability I don't think people realize there is a cost to disability but there really is let's start with the simple stuff SSI or Supplemental Security Income does not legally count as income. Um, it cannot be taken away, although, unless Uncle Sam has a garnishment against you and he takes it away, but it legally it does not count as income. And if you're like me and David, that's what we live on, um, because we need caregivers. The average cost of a caregiver for a person for one year with a disability is roughly $50,000. Not to eat, not to drink, not to actually, you know, live, but just by itself to have someone help you on daily tasks, it's $50,000. This chair that I'm sitting in is another $50,000. So I'm at a hundred grand, and I'm just sitting here, and I had have someone set up this laptop and mic stand to produce this podcast to you. Now I'm a capitalist. I love America, but a hundred thousand dollars, and I haven't even had any food yet for the cost of the year. The cost of an accessible vehicle with a lift is sixty. Thousand dollars So $160,000 on a van, on a caregiver, and on a wheelchair. I haven't had any food. I haven't had any paid rent yet. These are just three essential things that I need to live. $160,000. Basics. And yes, those things vary from state to state all. some resources in the show notes. So you can check that up yourself. The maximum you can have in a bank account is $2,000. Now, if the math doesn't add up to you, that's because it doesn't add up. Y- the current American system, and again, I am a, I am a capitalist. I am, I believe in a capitalist system. But, it simply said, the math doesn't add up. $2,000 in your account, no more at any time. And I mean at any time. And I mean, they will check it. Um, if you have stocks and bonds, that counts against you Um, the penalty and yes there is a penalty for marriage um, if you're married with a disability is $3,000 because the assumption is that your husband or wife or significant other will support people with disabilities do get married. Um, people don't realize that. I know it's a taboo subject. I know that it is difficult to comprehend. That is not what we're taught in movies and TV. So what can we do about this? Bottom line folks, we need people with disabilities in Congress. We need a president with a real significant disability. I know this sounds harsh, but it's what we need for people to realize that people with disabilities are Americans. The reason why I did this podcast with my friend is because people with disabilities have a, a firm grasp of what it's like to see the entire political spectrum because we know what it's like to live on a budget. We know what the government needs, we know what the government wastes money on. We know how to fix the system because we live, we're forced to live on the system every day. Oh, wait a minute, you said, you've already had a disabled president. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, right? He saved us from World War II. He saved us from the Depression. Yes, the man had polio. No doubt about that. Here's the thing. In movies and TV, he's in the wheelchair. In real life, that would lock his legs into position to create the illusion that he's standing up in reality he many people did not know he had a disability that's the truth obama was the first black president congratulations great president good man but we have not had a president who's openly been disabled Yes, we've had members of Congress with some physical disabilities, but most of them are Vietnam vets that came back from the Afghanistan war, or they're paralyzed. There's nothing wrong with being paralyzed, there's nothing wrong with being a vet. All the support in the world goes to our our soldiers. I support you highly. But you were born normal, quote unquote, you were born able-bodied. So it's easier for the society, society to accept you. I think it's important to realize why I wanted to do this for two reasons. One I wanted to highlight my best friend who really does have one of the most incredible political minds I've ever seen. The only difference is because he had a disability, he was never allowed to get a dub. With me, he just grouping around. But if you want to see David in action with like a brilliant mind, read some of his writings. Um, he could be a speechwriter for a politician in a minute. Um, He's very good at seeing things from um, all sides of the political spectrum. Um, Part of that is because he has a disability. When you have a disability, you can't find one answer to everything. You have to look for things in different ways. One size does not fit all for disability. So. That's why someone with a disability should be involved in politics at all times, um, or at least at the table. Let me give you an example that I think will illustrate this very well. We all know about plastic straws and how they're supposed to save the world. Well many people with disabilities cannot drink out of them. If the Sierra Club or whoever proposed, I'm not picking on the Sierra Club, but if the Sierra Club, for example, was the one that started this campaign, if someone with a disability was at the table, even know I'm acknowledging that we need to save this planet, A plastic straw is not going to make the difference. All you're doing is making life harder for those who actually need the straw. You know what it's like to be on the boardwalk on a nice day in the sun and you can't drink because you don't have the straw. People with disabilities need to be involved in politics. That's why we started this podcast, my friend David and I. Um, we wanted to give you guys a fresh perspective. We wanted to give you guys a fun conversation. We hope we've done that. This is episode 12 of Lost in the Political Woods. Um, David will be back, uh, uh, not next episode, but the episode after. Um, please leave a comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And that wraps up another week of our podcast, Lost in the Political Woods. I am David Champion, and I would like to give a special thanks to my podcast partner, Kevin Nunes. No, David, the pleasure was mine. Thank you for watching and or listening to another episode of Lost in the Philippines. Please don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe on this episode. Please leave us a review. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you name it, we're there. See you soon. Bye.